How we doing, folks? Welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation. This is the show that is educating about, working towards, and hopefully building a true people's liberation movement. And one day, a proletarian revolution hopefully will come of it. But until that day, uh, I am your host, Josh. If this is your first time tuning in, I just wanted to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. It really does it really does truly mean something that you folks listen to this show, that anyone listens to this show. Um, this show's been going on now for about a year and a half, uh, maybe more, I don't even know at this point, but, you know, it, this show started as uh, an outlet for me, someone who was progressing in their political and social awareness to, you know, try to voice that confusion that I was coming to, try to voice the ideas that I was developing, And, you know, having no real outlet for that, that's kind of what it became. Um, So the fact that anyone listens to this show now is incredible because, you know, I feel from the time that this show was Annoying Question Boy, some of you might not even know that, but from the time that this show started as Annoying Question Boy to now, I have progressed, you know, quite far. I have learned or tried to learn quite a bit, and I've really tried to dedicate myself to this notion that like <clears throat> you know for those of you who obviously don't know who I am I'm a white 22 year old cis het male um, in America so you know it's very important that folks like myself uh, and just about anyone uh, spends a sincere amount of time educating themselves spends a genuine uh, you know amount of time trying to outwork and de-learn the propaganda, the awful, awful opinions and beliefs that this country teaches us. So, you know, I, I can definitely see going back and listening to some of my episodes probably like this time last year, I had no fucking clue what I was talking about. And I still barely know what I'm talking about. But the reason why I bring this up is to say that The more of us who recognize that we don't have all the answers, that we do not know uh, necessarily what it is that needs to be done right now, and we need to spend sincere amount of time dedicated to not only learning the lessons that history can teach us, but applying those lessons to today, and learning also about the struggles, uh, the philosophy, the economics, the social and political structures and struggles that people all over the world have been going through for 500 plus years. You know, human history is so expansive and colonial class struggle history even is extremely expansive that any of us who call ourselves maybe leftists, communists, socialists, anarchists, whatever, who don't dedicate ourselves to learning these things we are failing outright. Um, We are being opportunists and we are choosing to seek an aesthetic rather rather than actually trying to impact any kind of change or come to any kind of solutions or understandings that will actually get rid of the problems we're facing, not alleviate their symptoms. So with that said, um, I'd like to make a call out genuinely to anyone anyone who wants to partner up, um, 
we need to dedicate a sincere amount of time as folks who maybe do podcasts, do blogs, do YouTube channels, shit like that. We have to build some sort of coalition, some sort of front for the sake of recognizing that the ideology and the understandings of the masses in America desperately needs to change before anything can improve, really. And we have to improve the education, the understanding, and the consciousness of most folks at the same time that we're working towards also fixing the very problems that we're trying to educate these people about. It has to be a consistent and ongoing struggle every single day to try to figure out how it is that we can come to an end of, of oppression. So yeah, I mean, like, this has been an idea that's been on my mind for a while, and I feel like most people haven't responded well to it, or at all. Um, but I think that, you know, different news sources, different uh, media sources of all kind, they really genuinely need to not only just all exist and be doing good work, but be connected. We might not have to work together on every project, we might not have to do the same thing, But if we are connected through solidarity, we build relationships with one another, we can help each other. Because there are folks like me who are just some dude recording a podcast in their car, but then there's folks like the People's Dispatch who dedicate, it's very obvious, their entire lives to recognizing people's struggles, to analyzing people's struggles, to educating and getting all the evidence and news that they can about people's struggles. That is what we need to be dedicated to. We have to be, you know, for the lack of a better term, scientific in what it is that we're trying to do. Not to mean we need to use science, and science is the only means by which we can come to these conclusions and these solutions, but the use of the scientific method, or at least it's, you know, foundational concept that you take a general idea, you apply it, you do experiments, you analyze the results, you take those results, you see, okay, was my hypothesis correct? Yes or no? If no, reanalyze and re-experiment. That is what I mean by scientific. Um, The only problem with that is our laboratory, as communists, as revolutionaries, is the world. Our laboratory is active people's struggle, like the strike that's going on in Colombia right now, or the farmers' protest in India, or the women's-led protest in Tanzania. These are our experiments. These are our laboratories. And if we choose to not learn the lessons from these, then we are choosing to not actually have successful change. We are merely looking for aesthetics. How many people do we know that are doing this? How many folks do we know that are just looking to be the good guy or the good person? Just looking to be the the communist dude. Uh, And, you know, maybe spends a little bit too much time online. You know, these folks and, and, and folks like them, they are not helping our struggle. They are not helping push the needle forward. They are pulling the needle back. They're breaking the needle off and convincing people that this is what a communist is. A communist to some people is someone who goes online and yells at you about China. Uh, An anarchist to some is someone who goes on Twitter 
and just does a 67, you know, tweet uh, thread about why the state is a useless concept and why we have to completely eliminate the state. These discussions, these, these concepts, these moral indignations by people, they're useless. And more than anything, they hurt rather than harm us. They divide rather than build solidarity. And surely, we need to have conversations about the state. We need to have conversations about China. We need to have conversations about all this shit. But we need to leave those conversations to not only the people who are genuinely educated and understood on the topic, but also we have to leave those conversations to the point in time in which they will actually be beneficial. Going on Facebook and arguing with anyone is only for your own personal gain. You want to be right and you want everybody to see it. Going onto social media for anyone is so that you can go find your click, you can develop and double down on your beliefs, and you can help yourself feel good about yourself by being a part of something because we are all incredibly alienated. There's no judgment in that. The judgment and the wrongdoing comes when that comes at the expense or harm of someone else, which most of our interactions on social media do. So, you know, I think that the more that we genuinely build solidarity, the more that we genuinely build connections and relationships and true partnerships, you know, the more that this becomes not quote unquote common sense, because I don't like that, you know, phraseology, but it becomes understood by people that our goal is not the individual self, but the goal is the communal other, is developing this concept of, you know, maybe the indigenous folks might want to call it relations or kin. You know, this is a great way to understand it, to really put it in context for us white folks who don't have this uh, family structure, who don't have this uh, relationship structure to not only ourselves and our, our relatives, but simply other people and the land that we live in. It's incredibly important to understand that the goal of being alive, the goal of being on this, this earth is not so that you can make sure that you're taken care of. You know, we each could dedicate a whole lot of time to making sure that we're okay, but come tomorrow, we might not be. So it seems that even though it might be beneficial to some to hoard wealth, to, you know, be elitist pieces of shit, to worry about themselves, that'll all come to an end because as it stands right now, the entire world is beginning to rise up against wealthy people. It's beginning to rise up against uh, oppression. It's beginning to rise up against exploitation. And eventually the day that is going to come where the knock comes onto that person's door and, you know, they've made the decision that it is more important that they themselves is take, you know, are taken care of than their, their, you know, relatives, their fellow people on this planet. Um, as human beings, it's very important and, and very crucial that we recognize we are wholeheartedly alive and we have survived as a species because of one another. I've talked about this before on my show, um, and I've definitely had conversations with friends and family about this, but think about for a second the fact that human beings are in it. We're an animal. We, we evolved out of the, the quote-unquote wild. We're an animal. 
right? Imagine yourself in the wild, just bum-ass naked, in the wild with, like, a spear or whatever, and you're just fucking standing off with a bear. That was, like, a reality at one point. Like, existing survival was wholeheartedly dependent on every other human being, not yourself. You know, we had to have people that, not for nothing, to think back even further, you know, we had to have people die from just eating just about every single berry that there was, every single plant that there was, drinking every single whatever that there was, so that we can know what fruits we can eat today, what plants we cannot eat. There is no human existence today that not is that is not wholeheartedly dependent on the solidarity and the, the community that human beings had to have in order to survive in the wild. We have forgotten that. Whether we have forgotten it intentionally or unintentionally is not important. Whether we've been made to forget it obviously is important, but that's not the conversation that we're having right now. The fact of the matter is, you, I, and just about everybody else who we might talk to has no concept that our entire survival is based off of other people like you and me. If tomorrow, like what happened in Cuba when they had their revolution, if tomorrow all the wealthy people, all the capital, all the capitalists, all the politicians, all the powerful people just left, they just left, they went to the Nordic states or they went and colonized Antarctica, whatever, they just left. You and I have no sense of survival. We have no ability to truly make it to tomorrow until we start building with one another because, you know, there's plenty of examples of what it is to live in a society that has no, and I know my anarchist friends are not going to like this, but that has the chaos, that has no structure, that has no ability to recognize that, you know, Joe Schmo's ability to get food is dependent on there being a farmer in the area who's growing food. And that person growing the food is wholeheartedly dependent on someone buying that food so that they have money to grow more food. We need each other in a way that we're not taught. We genuinely, as human beings, need each and every single other person on this planet way more than we want to believe. And because of that... We should recognize that with seven point something billion people on this planet, we don't really have much uh, standing against us except for what's standing against us. And so I think that this this understanding of kind of a communal uh, uh, ideology, a communal understanding of what it is to be human, it really needs to begin being hammered into as many folks as we can hammer it into, including ourselves, you know, I, um, I read Our History is the Future, uh, by Nick Estes a while ago, um, and still to today, it impacts me, the humanism that comes from, the spiritualism, the utter just empathy, uh, comes through in that book still to today, and it impacts me still to today, um, and it's important that we begin to build that within ourselves, because, you know, we're talking about some crazy social revolutions sometimes, but you got to think that, you know, what's going to happen when other people's lives are dependent on people to care about them and people don't care about them? You know, like what if we build, 
you know, looking at some of the, the ways in which we try to fight hunger and homelessness, what if we build a structure where, you know, someone from high up above comes down and, you know, maybe donates some food, maybe build some small shelters for houseless people on the side of a highway. Um, what happens when, uh, you know, the toilet breaks or what happens when there's a flood? Or what happens when, you know, next week they didn't have enough money to do the, the, the food pantry or whatever. So, you know, people aren't being fed. What happens then? You know, so we got to recognize that when we're talking about these things, not only do we have to be organized and, uh, dare I say, militant in, you know, how we take our actions, how we analyze scientifically and intelligently uh, the decisions that we are making in order to make sure that we're not harming people along the way trying to help folks but more importantly than anything we have to recognize that we can't just build another system of dependence you know we can't build just another form of not oppressive rule necessarily but rule of any kind our goal is to eliminate class society so doing anything that perpetuates or continues that class structure is going wholeheartedly against what it is to be a socialist an anarchist or a communist We have to eliminate the very structure of the society that we live in today before we can ever build up a different one. And we cannot take from that society anything that we have seen be harmful, anything that we have seen cause people to fall to ideological opportunism. We have to be, again, scientific and intelligent in our decision-making. So... With all of this said, you know, I kind of hit record on this to talk about the fact that, like, we need coalitions, we need solidarity, we need organizations, we need parties, we need connection to human beings, we need connection to one another. Uh, But as someone who has recently began, you know, their organizing kind of career, I guess, you know, trying to get involved more in my local area talking with people, growing with people, doing this podcast and my blog, you know, trying my best to figure out how it is that I can not only, you know, discuss with people very important topics, but also have, you know, people to connect to, have people to teach me, have people to learn from, have people to make me feel like a human being because I'm connected to someone else. Um, That's incredibly important. And, you know, doing anything that we're doing without wholeheartedly focusing on that being the the central goal, we're going to fail because we're going to alienate ourselves from people. Whether we're doing it intentionally or not doesn't matter. Again, I don't give a fuck if you care about black people. I don't give a fuck if you care about transgender folks. If you're doing shit that is harmful to them, it doesn't fucking matter that you did it on accident. You do shit that's harmful to any community like this, any oppressed group, you have done harm to someone that you said that you cared about, that you said you're working towards, and that's because you have chosen to not ask them. You have chosen to not hear their voice. You have chosen to not see their struggles. We in America especially do an awful job of thinking that just because we are working class and just because we in America are starting fault starting to fall through the cracks and starting to really suffer in a way that most of us have not had to suffer before, we think that now we are the struggling masses. We think that now we are the the proletariat. We are not the proletariat. Not to say that our struggles don't matter, 
But that is to say that a black person in this country versus a white person in this country should probably have their voice heard so that we can correct the deep-seated racism before we give white people just another step up. Because as we know, you look at, say, revolutionary history around the time of the 1700s, you look at, say, Bacon's Rebellion, you look at Civil War, you give white folks, you give folks who have recently began to struggle, you give them an alleviation to that struggle, you have just completely fucked yourself. Because now, more often than not, those people no longer give a shit about the struggle. Because for far too long, white folks have been in charge of the world and have been the ruling class. That's undeniable. And so today, we all over the world, but especially in America, live in a white supremacist society where it is very easy to become comfortable as a white person. It is very easy to not see the struggles of our black, brown, and indigenous people in this country, of women, of transgender folks, of home, of houseless or shel- uh, unsheltered folks. It's, it's almost impossible unless you dedicate yourself to hearing them, to, to seeing their struggles. So obviously, and this might come as a quote-unquote uh, cancelable take, but white folks' voices are not the first voices we want to listen to. And this is being said by a white person um, who is doing a podcast. <laughs> um, it's incredibly important to recognize that, like, there are people who suffer 10, 20, 30, 100 times more than we do. And that is not to say that pain is comparable. That is not to say that someone's suffering is worse or less than someone else's. But that is to say that some of us struggle in a way that will directly lead us towards death. And some of us struggle because we are making our way towards death. For example, you know, if you're a black person in this country, you don't get to struggle against the police. You don't get to go to the same rallies, to the same events, and and struggle in the same way as white folks do and still feel safe. You might be put in a position where you are not safe. You are at danger as a black or brown person squaring off against the police. So, in that case, you know what I'm saying? It is important to recognize that white folks have that privilege, that white folks have that you know, kind of step up in some case, uh, that gives them a little less consciousness, that gives them a little less awareness of the struggles of other folks. You know, again, our goal at the end of the day needs to be solidarity. It needs to be connection. It needs to be empathy. So if anything that we're doing is to solely focus on the struggles that we ourselves are facing... We are not doing this properly. We are not only to be, you know, building solidarity. We are to be building internationalism. You know, the struggles in America are extreme. But the struggles in the global south are so much more extreme. And we need to be teaming up. We need to be defending. We need to be working alongside with our brothers, sisters, comrades, and non-binary folks in the global south. We have to be building relationships with them. We have to be connecting with them. We have to be growing with them. And we have to learn from them, especially. Um, When we choose not to do this, it's because we're choosing to focus on America and it's because we're choosing to focus on ourselves. Now, that doesn't always mean we're being selfish. Usually what that means is we live in America. We only see the struggles within America. 
But that means that you, yourself, have to dedicate the time to not falling victim to that opportunism. To not staying centralized and focused on your own problems. When someone, you know, a friend of ours or a a relative or a loved one, if they were to come to us and tell us, you know, I've really been struggling with depression. I've really been, you know, having suicidal thoughts. I've been really thinking about, you know, how much I just hate being alive. Would you think that it was a good idea to just turn to them and talk to them about all the struggles that you are suffering through? No. Uh, You know, and that's kind of understanding in the moment when these things are in context and and, and make sense to speak about in that way. Uh, And when we need to, especially again as white folks, keep our fucking mouths shut. We have to listen, we have to learn, and we have to be followers in some sense because we are not the oppressed masses. White people in this country and white people across this world are not the oppressed masses. We have to fall into the oppressed masses and join alongside with them but we are not the oppressed masses and again this is just simply you know not for nothing but this comes from education this comes from self-critique this comes from also joining in an active struggle you know there's struggles happening all over the country there's organizations and, and parties forming there's protests happening, there's tenant unions being formed, and uh, strikes being had, there is enough to get involved with and learn from. And even if you can't directly get involved with it at this time, guess what? We have, we have a fantastic tool, which is social media, which sucks 99% of the time, but God does it give us the ability to find you know, information that otherwise we might not find. You know, uh, the, again, I want to say that the People's Dispatch, NewsClick, Globetrotter, these are all fantastic sources for people's struggles going on all over the world. And uh, I think that it's incredibly crucial that we learn about these things. Otherwise, again, what, what do we have to gain by choosing to ignore these struggles? What do we have to gain by choosing to not learn about these struggles? We get to keep ourselves centralized in our mind as the oppressed people. We get to sit here and say, oh, well, yeah, I really do care about the 250 million plus people who in India came out in November to protest the awful atrocities, the awful misuse by workers that India has committed to and the Modi government has doubled down on by passing these farm reform laws. Um, It's impossible to not in the day and age that we live in, to ignore these struggles as someone who calls themselves a communist, an anarchist, or a socialist, or whatever. It's impossible. You're not. You're not. What you are is someone who wants your life to be better. And I get it. Obviously, I want my life to be better as well. That's kind of why we dedicate ourselves to the struggle, and we want to see, you know, the world improve. But the goal is not so that you and I can like, okay, you know, I lost my job. I'm going to join a labor union so that I can get a job. Boom. I got a job. All right. You know, I did communism. Like, no, the goal is to, to change the very fabric of the world that we live in. That's the end goal. The end goal as, as I understand it, at least is to end oppression. That doesn't happen in the snap of a finger. That happens probably hundreds of years from now. That happens probably when you and I have been long dead and gone. Uh, But I can tell you 
100%. It will not happen unless you and I directly do everything that we need to be doing right now in order to build the stepping stones for the people to come after us. There's no way that you and I can ever expect that something like what we are learning about, what we're talking about here on this show, can ever come to pass unless you and I dedicate everything that we have today to giving those folks to come after us the stepping stones and the building blocks to go off of. Um, But yeah, like, you know, I I guess I recorded this episode because I felt that um, with everything going on in the world, you know, Colombia is a good place to look at right now and learn from, same as uh, Bolivia and Venezuela, as always. Um, Also, you know, happening in India and Tanzania are people's struggles for uh, agricultural workers who we might in other contexts called quote-unquote peasants, um, who are beginning to organize in masses never before seen. 250 million. 250 million farmers in November came together to protest. That is the world's largest uh, um, protest that has ever taken place, ever. And it's still going on today. Um, So to think that we are at a period of time where we need to begin you know, sectioning ourselves off, we have to begin, you know, really dedicating ourselves to our own shit and making sure that, you know, we're each taken care of. We're not recognizing the reality that's facing us, which is if you and I dedicate ourselves to you and I, we're a part of the problem and we will become the enemy because guess what? The people all across the world are beginning to recognize that their poverty Their suffering, their struggle is based off of your and my privilege. The lavish lifestyles that we get to live in the United States, even as working class people, are dreams, dreams to folks in different countries who might not ever know sincerely if they're going to eat on a day-to-day basis, who might not know, you know, especially in India right now, you know, <clears throat> they have an oxygen shortage. People are dying of COVID in the thousands every single day. We know here in America that we're going to start becoming safe soon because we have the vaccine. India has no fucking clue what's going on and what's going to happen. Imagine living like that. Imagine living in constant fear in that way of death being right around the corner. And I'm sure a lot of us, even within this country, do live that way, who do live with that level of oppression, that level of suffering. But what I'm saying is that if we are expecting that we're going to turn to the people in the United States and get them to act upon this without first dedicating ourselves to building our relationships and our coalitions with one another, without first dedicating ourselves to you know, rising the consciousness and the education of not only ourselves, but the masses as well. There is no hope to be had. There is nothing that will succeed because human history, there's far too much failure, quote unquote, because I, you know, I put failure in quotes because failure is just lessons to be learned. It's failure for the folks who failed, but it's not failure for you and I who weren't there, who didn't participate and can learn those lessons now. Um, 
so it's just crucial, you know, obviously that you and I really dedicate ourselves to building these coalitions, building these connections, building these relationships, because at that point, once we begin to do that, we can begin working on everything else. But if the majority of the people in this country, first of all, don't even vote, which I know voting is a useless fucking waste of time, but it's also the easiest form of participation in our government that there is. And more than 50% of the country does not give enough of a shit about one another to even vote. Like that also probably has a lot to do with people who recognize that voting isn't going to do anything. But again, it becomes, if that's the structure, right, that we're all convinced is going to work and yet we're not doing it, there's a, you know, probably a decent amount of folks who are just doing it because they feel there's nothing they need to worry about, you know, and, you know, for someone to be in a position so comfortable that the awful things that keep happening in this country can keep happening and, and we're just okay with it, um, you know, we just blink our eyes and watch as another awful thing happens tomorrow, uh, that's honestly really fucking terrible. And honestly, also disgusting. Um, so like, I, I, I'm of the belief that like, if you are at a point where you can't recognize what is sincerely and clearly wrong, not only in this country, but in this world right now, like my time is not going to be dedicated to you. My time is not going to be dedicated right now at this point in time that we're at in the world to trying to educate a bunch of fucking far-right conservative assholes who think that America is God's greatest gift to earth, okay? That's that's not what I'm going to be dedicating myself to. That's not what any of us should really, at this point in time, in my opinion, be dedicating ourselves to. Um, I think more than that, before we can do anything, we need to grow our internationalism. We have to grow our connection from within the belly of the beast to the folks who are actively struggling against the very beast, the United States that we live in, we have to give them critical support. We have to give them insider information. We have to give them the tools and ability to succeed because guess what? It is the oppressed masses in the global South, in Latin America, in Asia, in Africa, and the indigenous people in our land and also across the world who will bring us through to a new day. It is them who understand what is wrong. It is they who understands also what needs to be done. The fact that you and I, you know, especially, let me say just me, because I, I don't know who I'm talking to here, you know? Um, the fact that I have had to dedicate almost an entire year to this point to understanding not only, you know, communism, but also understanding things like, for example, I read um, oh, Black Liberation, the poli- or Black Power, the Politics of Liberation in America by Kwame Ture. It's incredibly important to understand, you know, not only that, you know, that's a historical book that was written in the 60s. And so a lot of the maybe uh, planning or strategies in that book aren't necessarily the best for our material conditions. But like having to dedicate myself to learning, for example, the struggle of uh, folks in, in Mississippi uh, to just get the vote, to just be able to vote black folks in this country who 100 years prior to then were told 
you're free. You're you're not a slave anymore. And then all of their freedoms since then have just been, you know, kind of doled out individually as as our government sees fit. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know the struggle for the vote that happened in Mississippi and Louisiana and all the southern states. I, I, I don't know that history. I don't know the history of Reconstruction in America. So I have to listen to the show Mark's Madness go over the book Reconstruction in America, Black Reconstruction in America by W.E.B. Du Bois. I don't know what, you know, the indigenous perspective of the development of American history is. So I have to read Our History is the Future by Nick Estes. I have to read. But imagine, you know, thinking that it's you and I, folks who have to dedicate a majority of our time to reading first before we can do any kind of action that's going to lead any kind of successful change. You and I need to play the background. We need to team up and we need to coincide our struggle with the folks in the global south who they themselves live this shit. They don't need to read necessarily uh, any, any books to understand this shit. They do. Trust me, they do. But they don't need to. You know, this is what they live. This is their experience. I have to read their experience to be able to understand they experience it. They live this shit. So it's important that we as, you know, folks who do not live that shit, who do not grow up uh, maybe as the most oppressed masses in the world, we have to dedicate ourselves to understanding those masses and understanding their struggles, understanding their perspective, and understanding especially how it is that we can help. But... At the end of the day, that has to come, you know, and it will only come as we build solidarity, as we build connections, and as we build relationships with folks who are committed to that very same struggle. Um, and, and that's kind of the message that I want to say. So again, yo, there needs to be a genuine media collective. I want to get teamed up with uh, Red Media. I want to get, te- uh, that's from the Red Nation. I want to get teamed up with People's Dispatch. I want to get teamed up with NewsClick, with Globetrotter. I want to get teamed up with, you know, Left Voice, with all these different organizations and, and people and, and and folks who are recognizing that this shit isn't being brought to our attention. We have to educate ourselves on this. I want to team up with folks like that. So, like, if anyone is down, if anyone wants to help build something like this, let me know, um, because this is something we're going to have to build from the ground up at, it's it's being developed by many folks uh, in many different places, including, of course, Red Media um, by the Red Nation. So it's not an impossible feat, but I think we need to continue building that. We need to build the the solidarity while we build socialism, and we need to build socialism by building connections. Because ultimately, it's not any privileged folks who might have, you know, the the money or the ability like the Nordic states to give out some kind of form of socialism that we're looking for. We're looking for emancipation of the human spirit. We need to end oppression. That's a long fight. But it's one that if we don't start building today, we're not going to fight. We're not going to win and we're not going to succeed. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my message for today. Go out and build solidarity, build connections with uh, as many folks as you can, um, and really begin to you know, kind of force that struggle forward, but also recognize that the goal is not just to have numbers in an organization. The goal is not just to have followers on social media. 
The goal is not just to be surrounded by people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The goal is to push the struggle forward, is to end oppression. We have to continuously educate ourselves and those that we are uh, speaking with and are around us. We have to continuously wage ideological struggle against our friends, our family, our comrades, our party members. We need to fight against any liberalism, any bourgeois ideology, any kind of sense of wanting to uphold what exists now. We have to fight that. We have to, you know, chip it out. We have to completely abandon all concepts of this rule of the few over the many and and anything that could be you know really made into or or develop out of that rule of the few over the many um and we can only do that by building coalitions with folks who are truly revolutionary um and so that's what we need to begin doing if you're still listening to this show i want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart it really does mean a lot that folks listen to this show that folks you know spend time out of their day to listen to some asshole speak. Um, I appreciate it. And I hope that you folks really do enjoy the show. Always let me know what it is that I can be doing better. Let me know any guests that you want me to hop, you know, have on the show. Let me know any kind of changes that I can make, uh, any kind of topics that I can discuss that we feel are incredibly important. Um, and you know, this is, this is a show meant to bring education to people. This is a show that is meant to be in defense of liberation, educating about and working towards a true people's liberation movement. So, however, my comrades, you folks, however, my listeners and folks who who check out the show, the blog, the website feel that I can be doing that better, let me know. Let me know because, you know, this is what I want to be doing. This is what I want to be spending my life doing. This is what I think is important. And this is what I will be continuing to do. Uh, but I would like to do this successfully. Like we said, you know, there's a throughout human history. There's been a lot of quote unquote solutions that have been waged as, you know, having the ability to fix the problems that the world is facing. At one point, the Magna Carta, um, liberalism, the end of slavery, colonialism, like these things were all seen as solutions at one point. Otherwise, they would not have been acted upon um, or they were at least manipulated to the people to be convinced that they're solutions, the same way that our military is manipulated in our minds to be a solution. Oh, they're out there, you know, fighting for our democracy. Oh, that's cool. They keep killing thousands of innocent Middle Eastern children. Uh, That doesn't seem like defending my democracy. Uh, But yeah, so you know, if you folks want to see this shit improve, you want to see this shit change, you want to be a part of this, you know, let me know. Reach out to me on all my social media. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at In Defense of Liberation. You can find me at my email at In Defense of Liberation, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me uh, uh, for liberation dot wix site w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com forward slash website and just let me know folks you know let me know what's going down let me know any you know topics you want me to cover let me know i'm a stupid asshole commie dickhead who needs to fucking die let me know whatever you want to let me know because like honestly i'm gonna want i'm gonna find out one way or another probably so you might as well just fucking tell me to my face or to my 
screen, I guess. Um, so yeah, folks, uh, this is a, a, a podcast that is educating about and working towards people's liberation. It's hard to have a people's liberation without people. So help me build this. Help me grow this. Help be a part of this. Help be a part of the struggle generally in the world. You know, reach out to folks. Reach out and see how you can help in your own local community. You know, one thing that's becoming very, you know, commonplace that I think is incredibly important is this idea of community gardening. This idea of giving people jobs that feed themselves, that also teach them useful skills that they can turn around and use to help others. You know, the goal, again, is not to just create some form of dependency, but it's to give people the power to liberate themselves. That's the goal. That's the intention. That's the ending of oppression that we're looking to do is by giving people the tools, the power, the ability, the courage, and the connection and the solidarity to be able to build a truly different world that is not based on the rule of the few over the many, that is not based on oppression, that is not based on the subjugation and torture of one group by another. That's something you're interested in, you know, let me know, come talk to me, do whatever. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. This has been In Defense of Liberation. I've been Josh, and I'll see you folks next time. You have a great rest of your day. Bye.